This is Eric Rutan of Cannibal Corpse. You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast with Andrew McKay-Smith. G'day, everybody. Thanks so much for joining me for another installment of the show. I appreciate it. On this episode, I have a chat with a fellow from Poland to share with you. His name is Adam Buzko. He goes under the pseudonym ATF Sinner, and he's the fella at the center of a very long-running group called Hate. They've been around almost as long as Vader, it turns out, despite Adam's relatively youthful looks and demeanor. Now, the catalyst for the conversation with Adam is due to the Australian tour with Vader, which is happening this week. Okay, so today's date is the 23rd of May. They are playing Brisbane. I think it's on Thursday night. I'm gonna be at that show because I wouldn't miss Vader and now hate for anything. Now, throughout this conversation, we talk about the tour. Of course, we do talk about the tour and the fact that it's Hate's first time venturing into the Antipodes. And elsewhere, we talk about the Soviet Empire and what it was like under the hammer of communism to form an extreme metal band. Yes, there's some social and political commentary in this one here. I enjoy talking about that, especially with someone like Adam, who's a bit removed from what happens here in the Western Hemisphere and so much of the malarkey, to quote Joe Biden. (laughs) Yes, yes, indeed. All right, have I got a song for you? Yes, if you're listening via the podcast apps, I have a tune. This one is titled Sovereign Sanctity. It is from an album from 2019 called Auric Gates of Velez. I think it is anyway, V-E-L-E-S is the spelling of the Velez bit in that album title. And once it's done, we'll cut to the chat. You good people on YouTube, you know the drill. I get copyright strikes if I play any music on YouTube, so I can't do that. So there won't be a tune for you. We'll dive into the chat right now. Either way, let's go.
I've never been to Australia or New Zealand, and uh, so this is going to be uh, our first time. And uh, it, some, it somehow happened that we missed out Australia and New Zealand on uh, on different tours. I, I don't know why, but uh, but now um, we're. Uh, uh, using this this great opportunity to be a part of uh, Vader's 40th anniversary tour, and um, finally uh, we're coming to to your beautiful country, and uh, I must say I'm truly looking forward to it. We're, we're looking forward to having you. It's going to be a great great festival of death metal with Peter up the top there and Vader, the guys in Vader, but then you guys coming down too. So have you got a lot of mail from Australian fans over the years? I've got quite all the messages, yes, yes. So I, I guess there, there are fans waiting for us, fans and followers in Australia, and I can't wait to meet them as well, okay? Um, and uh, it seems that, like... Um, some doors uh, have been opened recently, and we we're getting more offers and more more info from this part of the world. So I hope that will be coming more often in the future. I tend to agree with that. People may not realise, but you've been around almost as long as anybody at this point since 1990, haven't you? Yes, it's true. I I started the band as a teenager, as a 17 year old. Back in the 1990, 1991, something like that. So, yeah, it was uh, it was right before the Iron Curtain uh, fell down, and uh, it was you know it was um, a it was pretty difficult for a band from the from behind the Iron Curtain to. To make their name internationally, you know, <clears throat> Vader was one was the first example, mm-hmm. I believe, that Great. other bands were following at that at that time. And um, yeah, it uh, it took us some time to to sign our first like real record deal with a Western label, which came in two thousand one, I believe, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. yeah, you mentioned it just then. But Hate is a band that formed from behind the Iron Curtain. So the Berlin Wall was yet to fall. You were under Soviet influence. Now, I've had a number of conversations with Peter about this subject, but can you describe how difficult it was to play heavy metal under Soviet rule? Uh, Yeah, I mean, uh, I can't really remember playing heavy metal under the Soviet rule. Because as I as I said, well, I started the band uh, right after the Iron Curtain actually fell down. Still, uh, this part of the world, let's say Eastern Europe, was treated with some with some distance by the Western uh, music market, let's say, and and labels and everything. So it uh, it took some years for the situation to change and. Uh, as I mentioned, Vader was was this first positive example, okay, of a band from the Iron Curtain to sign a a record deal with a Western label and uh, and uh, uh, having success in this way, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, other Polish bands from from this Polish metal scene uh, followed their footsteps, I, I, I would say, us and also Behemoth and Decapitated and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oh, and all the other bands, you know. So yeah, Vader kind of set set a set a positive example for for the others. Um, yeah, um, that's that's how it how it looks. Um, also, Poland is very is a Catholic country, as you can imagine, is uh, very conservative in this respect. So this this was another. Let's say another problem um, to, you know, for 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 metal music to be promoted mm. in, in this country. Okay. However, the the scene is strong and it's it's been growing for years. And I, I've been I've been observing 
waves upon waves of new metal, you know, extreme metal bands, especially coming coming up. Uh, but not only extreme metal; it's it's also true about uh, prog metal, like Riverside, for mm. example, and other bands. So, yeah, it's a very strong and very inspiring metal scene, I think. Now. Mm-hmm. Very, very inspiring indeed. All of those bands that you mentioned, and then some others. But uh, decapitated between you guys, decapitated Behemoth, and of course Vader. You guys are some of the most memorable death metal acts in the world right now. And, it's, and indeed, Behemoth are probably the most popular black metal black metal act around right now. So, is there something in the water there in Poland with regards to extreme metal that makes the music so? How can I say good? <laughs> Have no idea, really. I've, I've been I've been asked this question a few times, and it's 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 a kind of phenomenon. It's uh, it's it's hard to explain. Um, uh, yeah, I uh, I I'm not a sociologist. It's it's hard <laughs> to answer this, really. You know. Yep. Um, Maybe it's all of that, that Catholic in influence. In comprehensive yeah, way. I grew up, as, I, I'm Catholic as well, yeah, and yeah. I think that might have something to do with it, you know, the, the fascination with the occult and stuff, because we're told that it's off limits from a very young age. Yeah, that's, that's true. I mean, the, the way that you actually go, <coughs> which you go rebel against against these, you know, conservative society, uh, a Catholic society, Especially when you are a teenager, and so you question uh, pretty much everything around you, and uh, and this and this system as well, not just political system, but you know the, the beliefs, and uh, yeah, this is this this is probably the um, inspires a lot of young people to uh, to do. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting in the West now, my friend. These days, we've got woke ideology which is the transverse, it's the opposite to Catholic uh, thought forms and, and ideology, if you like, but it's still a hammer. It's still a rigid way of thinking that says, if you step outside of these boundaries, you will be punished. And that's what we find here in the West these days, in Australia in particular. I agree with that. I agree with that. It's one ideology uh, replacing another, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So, yeah, I... I would rather I would rather stay a free thinker and uh, don't fall into those categories, you know, like avoiding it very much. I've got to say, I, I very much admire Poland and Hungary for the way in which both nations have kept their sense of patriotism and also the sense that you will not be governed by outside influences unless you choose to be governed by them. And I really like that. And I think that's something to be said about the uh, the great nation of Poland into itself there. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for, for saying this. It is very important, especially in difficult times like, like now, like we are, we're experiencing now, as you mm. see. We have, we have the war very close to our country and uh, generally the, the geopolitics has been changing in, in our own eyes, as you see. It's uh, uh, it's going to be chaotic, I believe, for for some time until uh, some new order emerges. You know, yeah. because the the old order has been has been questioned by so many by so many powers in the in the world now. And uh, yeah, so I, I guess it's going to be some sometimes some years of of disturbance ahead of us, unfortunately. I tend to agree on that front, yeah. Yep. And, and meanwhile, all of the regular people are being a bit like maybe your parents certainly experienced under Soviet rule. We've just got to follow these these rigid ideologies and these rules and work out a way to express individual, to be an individual within that, that paradigm. And it's just crazy how we've gone from one to the other. But my father-in-law, you see, came from Croatia when it was Yugoslavia. And uh, he had to leave, otherwise he yep. would have been killed. He would have been murdered. And it's very interesting in the West now how people, a lot of people with Anglo-Celtic heritage who don't have people who they're related to, or in my case, my children are related to, who come from countries where there's been authoritarian rule, are very willing to embrace authoritarianism. That's a, that's a very interesting observation that, I, that I've made. 
Huh, well, um, it's a very old question, you know. Authoritarian rule has some has something to offer as well. Okay, sounds very very strange in my mouth, but yeah, it is it it is true. I mean, it uh, it uh, simplifies life very very much, and uh, a lot of people like to follow this, you know. And um, well, however. Uh, countries like Poland, for example, or Hungary that you mentioned, or, or other countries that uh, know, very well know, very well remember what authoritarian rule is about. Uh, we uh, choose our own path, you know what That's I mean, right. yeah. uh, of independence, sovereignty, and this is very, it is very important. And when you look at, uh, at, at Russia, by the way, we toured Russia a few times in the past, okay? We've been on a few tours there, and I have quite a lot of friends there in Russia still. Uh, however, what what what, hap- what is happening there now, people, you know, uh, information is blocked. Uh, media is, you know, completely devoured by one, one um, group of uh, politicians, let's mm. say, or some say just criminals, criminals, you know. Um, yeah, so this, so we should, I think, in my view, we should cherish this idea of of independence, democracy, and sovereignty, and this is, this is uh, the most important thing now. Yep, and, and God bless the Hungarians and the Poles for doing that, and being, being a light to the West, too, in that regard, that uh, we are sovereign entities, as you point out, and we have to make our own decisions, and we shouldn't be part of some global bloody conglomerate at Davos, which, you know, you've been following. Oh, you're a smart fella. Mm-hmm. I know you've been following that there, but how on earth we're being forced into a position where we're bloody listening to Greta Thunberg and we're going to eat bugs or what do they call it, micro-livestock, is absolutely ridiculous. But you see people in the West embrace it, in the United States, Canada and Australia, and in particular New Zealand and Great Britain embrace this stuff and then force it onto everybody else. I couldn't give a shit if someone wants to do it for themselves. Eat away if you want to eat bugs, but why force it on me and my family? And that's the point. Well, um, um, as for Poland, I am pretty sure these ideas will not uh, are not being embraced. Okay, that is that is for sure. And I I, I would rather see them as um, as some deviations, some well, some proposals, some offers. Okay, that people that people are supposed to embrace, but it's it doesn't work like this. Okay, especially as far as I know, and most. Most of the countries that I have been to uh, recently. Uh, so, well, also the you know this war in uh, in Ukraine also uh, changes the perspective, uh, changes the the view of many people in Europe, and um, the Europeans ask themselves where 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 we come from, where do we come from? Okay, what's the what what are the most fundamental values, and so on and so on, and those values are neither those extreme values coming from the authoritarian regimes, mm-hmm. as well as not the ones that you have mentioned now. Okay, with the Greta Thunberg and the, and these uh, crazy leftist ideas as well. So it. Uh, this, I think it, there, there should be some, some wise and moderate, you know, approach to these kind of things. I mean, the world is, is changing very fast. There are probably there's a, there's a revolution coming up when, when, when we think of AI mm. revolution, Absolutely. AI, you know, um, so this, this is going to be the, the thing that will really change the world very much in the upcoming decades. And um, and this is another reason why we should remember where we come from, you know, and what the values are and what uh, what we would like our lives to be. All right. So, yeah, we need to be cautious with with the new ideas like this. Sage words and wise advice right there. Yeah, definitely. Does the geopolitical landscape and social and current affairs, do they influence your lyrics in any way? Well, to some to some extent, yes, I would say because my my lyrics are based on the main the main topic, let's say, uh, the or main source of inspiration is the Slavonic 
mythologies, these, you know, archaic Slavonic mysticism. Mm -hmm. I started exploring on Tremendum album in, in 2017 for the first time. And now I'm, I'm, I'm continu continuing with this. I'm pretty sure it will be also the, the, the core theme on the next album that we'll be recording next year, by the way. Mm -hmm. So, so we, you have this Slavonic mythology, which is a collection of, of, um, let's say universal universal stories and and myths like every mythology by the way okay mm -hmm. but um i use it as a frame as a kind of frame to talk about more um contemporary issues problems okay that surround me and those problems are as you see right now migrations battles mm -hmm. struggle for survival for survival um, tyrants and so on and so on. Okay, so it is it is still very universal. I think it's uh, it's um, um, it's very fundamental. You know, questions and issues that uh, that the humanity has been struggling with for for you know millennia. Um, however, I like this. You know, uh, Slavic heritage. Mm emphasize this okay because this is this is kind of roots that i relate to and uh, mm, i've been exploring this topic for the for the last three albums and uh, as i said it will be continued in the future as well yeah good stuff mate what, <clears throat> what elements of slav your slavic heritage are you in particular are you inspired by Well, the idea of deities as or gods uh, as natural elements, okay? So not not supernatural powers, but completely natural powers, like natural elements from which all life comes, all right, or is created in this way. Which it, which means which would mean that we, the humans, are the emanation of nature, like one to one, mm. and that's how the, the ancient Slavs perceived nature per perceived or or imagined gods as natural elements all right so this this idea appeals to me very much and the last album rugia which is the name is comes from a, from a, from an island on the baltic sea which is now um, a german island going under the name of rugen okay mm -hmm. but uh, back in the days it was a it was a slavic island on which famous temple Arcona was located, okay? <laughs> and uh, um, this this was the place from which all these, let's say, uh, Slavic ideas were coming from. It was this, you know, this, uh, so to speak, Slavonic Avalon or something oh, like yeah. that, okay? Um, in, the, in, the, in the end, yeah, in the ancient times. So this this album is is dedicated to this. The, the last album is dedicated to this island of Rugia, and uh, and uh, and also this uh, uh, this those cultures more than a thousand years ago uh, in history. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, indeed. Yeah, good stuff. And and what was the was was it just the fact that you know we all mature and we all start to embrace our culture, this sort of thing. In other words, what was the catalyst for embracing these themes within your lyrics? Well, I have I have always been in much into history, especially history of Europe, and uh, also ancient history. And uh, um, this this is actually uh, history of Poland, but pre-Christian Poland, if you know what mm -hmm. I mean. Okay, so. So very deep roots of the of the land I come from. So it's uh, and why you you ask me what was the first catalyst? Well, recently over the last let's say uh, decade, a lot of new findings have been done. A lot of new books, new publications by archaeologists, by historians, and so on. Uh, because those, that period before Christianity came is quite mysterious. Okay, there are not there are, there aren't many uh, written 
evidence from from that period. There are some, of course, but there are some artifacts as well. However, this is all, I would say, step-by-step step reconstructing, okay? This world had been being reconstructed now by, by, the, by people of different scientific fields, let's say, and, uh, and some, some great publications have been, have been uh, released recently that uh, caught my attention at one point, like 10 years ago or something like that. And, uh, and then I, I, I got really, I got much inspired and uh, yeah. Great, fantastic. And that was yeah. it. Yeah, I, I'm aware of a few underground bands that are paying attention to Polish heritage in the broader sense, but you might be the most prominent band doing it. So I really, you know, after this chat, I really look forward to reading some of your lyrics, actually. Uh, and I encourage anybody listening to do so as well, because uh, there's a lot to be learned, isn't there, about... You're welcome. There's a lot of information there, and, and you're an educated fella, clearly, so you're going to be sharing things with people that's worth listening and reading about. Thank you. Thank you. I, uh, yes, I, it's, well, music is very important. It's the most important thing here, all right? However, there is content as well, and uh, I attach quite, quite great importance to this, okay? So the message behind, behind the music that we do and the content is, is, is really high for me. And, uh, and, uh, uh and it will be, as I say, it will, it will be continued. It will be explored even more on the next album that we are working already now on. Hmm. Uh, we, we've been working on some on some new material. Uh, however, it's uh, we do something and then we we go on another tour. <laughs> so, you know, so it's uh, it, it has been pretty intense hmm. uh, since COVID has finished. Uh, let's say um, for for the time you know. For two years, there was nothing, like completely nothing, um, and we were focused on on recording an album, Rugia, back then, which was which was kind of a lengthy process for us. So it it took us one year and a half or something like that. But once COVID finished, you know, it's it's kind of exploded. So we've been on on tour for the last one year and a half, I think. Wow. So this this tour now is going to be our sixth tour uh, in support of the new album. Mm, great of the new album. It's the new album is it's uh, two years old. Is becoming an old one. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. It was it was released uh, via uh, Metal Blade. Metal Blade. Mm, saw that. And uh, yeah, in October two thousand twenty-one. Yeah. What's your relationship mm -hmm. like then with Brian at the label? Well, I, I just met him once. I uh, I didn't talk to him uh, for a long time. Um, we usually work with the office in Europe, which is in Germany. Uh, however, we tour we tour the U.S. and uh, we have done two full fledged tours in in the U.S. for the last. Uh, three years so right before the covid right before covid and now um, after covid we did another tour um um yeah so personally i don't have much experience with with brian i i respect his work very much i've been observing the label for for years and uh, i think it's uh uh it's great to be to be in the ranks of this label and uh, the you know, our collaboration has been has been nothing but but great Fruitful. since yeah. we signed a contract. No, yeah. Fantastic, yeah. What what about going way back to when you first started out? We all have our influences. So who are yours? You mean music influences? Yeah. yeah. At the at the beginning, well, I started. Um, I I think my greatest source of inspiration for me when I back in the days when I started was was German thrash metal, you know. Destruction, um, Sodom. Bands like, yep. oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Assassin and uh, Creator as, as well. Digger. Grave Digger. Grave mm -hmm. Digger, yes. Oh yes, man, absolutely. Those uh, those bands and uh, and also um, 
some some great American stuff like you know Possessed and um, and uh, first album by Death Morbid Angel hmm. this kind of stuff. Um, uh, but I have also been into let's say rock music like gothic rock in like um, bands like Fields of the Nephilim for example. Um, Necromosa. Mm, they call Mosa, yes, as well, and um, and also some, mm, let's say, uh, dark electro stuff, you know. So not non-metal stuff as well, you know. Um, mm, industrial music, you can you can call it as well. KMFDM and Godflesh, that sort of thing. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, there have been a lot of a lot of inspirations, and later black metal came came as a great source of inspiration. Inspiration, like you know, the Scandinavian bands, fantastic, especially yeah. from from Scandinavia. So what we so what we do actually is a is a fusion or combination of different of different uh, types of extreme metal with some dark aura. And the background, because it's it's very important for me to have to to you know to build some atmosphere to add this special you know mm, uh, industrial so to speak or ambient element to it, and it's it's uh, mm, yes that's 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 the style that we have, and we I I know that. We sound like like Polish band. A lot of a lot of people tells me this, <laughs> tell me this. So, there, you know, there we come from this scene, and uh, uh, yes, it, it can it can easily be be spotted, right? I mean, there is there is some something special for Polish bands, which uh, which can be heard as well. And uh, yes. yeah, there's a rel- um, there's a uh, relentlessness. I think is the is the word that I'd use. Okay, <laughs> all right, uh, I like it. Yeah, so the same is true about Vader. Same is true about Decapitated mm-hmm. or Behemoth or other other bands, even black metal bands from Poland, right? So there is there is some ferocious, relentless element to it as well. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. So, so in terms of you've been doing this, if you started out in 1990 or 1991, as you clarified there, okay, so we're talking about, you're going on sort of 35 years is my point, ever since you sort of the genesis of the band and the like. So, I mean, you're still a young guy. I mean, we're the same age, effectively. <laughs> what, what do you see, if you could crystal ball gaze, what do you see in Hate's future? Well, uh, this, this is hard to to answer. Really, I um, I don't look that far. Uh, however, to be honest, I can I can tell you that uh, I still have a lot of energy and a lot of drive in, in myself. I cannot really see the end of this band in the the foreseeable future. I uh, we have plans. We want to push things forward much with the next album, which is which is going to be recorded in Sweden, by the way, and not in Poland. For the first time, we're, we're making a whole album production in, in another country, in, in, in Stockholm, I think. Is that with Jens or Jens with, Bogren, or who's that with? Well, it's actually with a, with a guy who is uh, who has been working with Bogren for, for a long time. His name is David Castillo. He's a music producer with... Um, Responsible, for example, for the last Carcass album, yeah. or Catatonia, yeah. or uh, what uh, Decapitated or, work, as well. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, so we're going to work with him uh, next year on this. And um, yes, I'm really, I'm really excited. I, I can't wait to uh, to do it uh, in in this way next time. And uh, as I say, we. We have already been working on some new ideas now. Will you be working on some of those new ideas in front of the Australian audience, i.e. a new song potentially? Well, it's it's too early, I think, to present any any new stuff. You know, it's it's too fresh, mm. simply. However, um, 
I'm pretty sure we've been covering the last two albums and some some parts of Morphosis and Erebos albums from from the past, so Morphosis 2008 and Erebos 2010. Um, also, maybe some songs from Crusade Zero album mm. uh, as well. We, we will see, we will see. Uh, not sure how much time uh, are we going to have on stage, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure we will play at least 10 songs uh, in Australia. Okay, sweet, yeah. Look, finally, you've, we've talked about a lot and you've been around for a very long time and I only ask this of people that I think have got a worthy career that's worth sharing with uh, the public. But, mate, when's the book coming out? When's your autobiography coming out? My biography, yep. you mean? Yeah. <laughs> mm, well, uh, <clears throat> biography means that you want to sum up your career in, in a way, right? To, well, the, to make the some, best of some it summary. so far, yeah, so uh, far. A summary so far, let's put it that way. Yeah, um, well, I, to be honest with you, I'm, I don't feel ready for this uh, right now yet. Um, it's, as I say, it's been very intense recently and uh, there are lots of things to, for, for the band to realize, lots of projects and lots of, lots of things. This, uh, this summer we're, we're playing Bloodstock in the UK mm. for the first time in our career, which is, which is very, um, very important thing. Uh, and um, I think that maybe after the next album I will... I will have this moment, you know, this, you know, um, calm <laughs> moment to sit down and think about it. Uh, finally, okay. But so far, it's been it's been very intense, and uh, especially since COVID, since COVID was called off, um, we've been touring, um, yeah, very much in, and. Uh, it's it's going to be like this, and I think by until the end of this year, at least, because we have one more tour in in the U.S. Fantastic. And the schedules with uh, with Crisium. Wow. We'll, we'll probably play the tour with Crisium start starting in August and uh, amazing August September. Uh, yeah, it's 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 amazing because. Uh, I remember, I remember playing a tour with them back in the days, many years ago. And but it was just in Poland, like eight shows or something like that. Okay, uh, but uh, we've been friends since then um, with the guys, and I'm really looking forward to to be on tour with them again. Yeah, they are one of the most intense. So it should be, it should be confirmed. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, they are one of the most intense bands I've ever seen. I've got to say, uh, sort of in a very small club here, Rosie's Live, back in the day, in two thousand and eight in uh, Brisbane, there and uh, the CBD, and uh, just an amazing band. And let me tell you, they only bring bands out that can keep up with them. So there you go, for you guys. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, I think uh, yes, I like the, the the band very much. Pure energy, pure energy, and uh, extreme metal, but uh, but somewhat different, right? Coming from Brazil and not from Europe, and uh, and I love this as well. A bit like you guys, you guys and Vader, I think. You know, it's uh, first bands to sort of achieve some prominence uh, from the Eastern Bloc in your case, and from them from South America alongside of Sepultura and some of the other luminaries there. Uh, More Death, I think, was another band that was coming out, Volcano. You know, there's, there's so many great bands that come from outside of the Western Hemisphere, and I do talk about it a bit, particularly on my music show, because I play all sorts of music on my music show, and I try to make an emphasis of playing things that people would otherwise not hear. So that means playing things from the former Eastern Bloc and South America and Asia in particular. There's just heavy metal and extreme metal, and... I think our conversation has been testament to that to some degree. It's a universal language. You can go to any country anywhere in the world, there's no doubt you can attest, even in the Arab states, and there's an extreme metal band in a club somewhere doing their thing. Yes, it's a phenomenon. Yes, I absolutely agree with you here. And uh, the fact that we are going to play in Dubai, in Emirates, in just a few days, okay, this is actually the first the first uh, show on this tour. Uh, is is this fact speaks for itself, right? I mean, 
who would have thought a concert in Dubai, you know, um, in the Emirates, uh, well, and um, as you say, this, this uh, mm, considering extreme metal, you, you, you have audiences every place in the earth. We played, uh, I remember us playing in Mongolia, in Ulaanbaatar, okay, Ulaanbaatar. right yeah. before COVID, nice. by the way, in 2018. Yeah. Uh, it, w it was it was absolutely exotic and it was amazing at the same time. Okay, so uh, I, I I didn't have any expectations before coming to to Ulaanbaatar, and then I saw the crowd. I saw, you know, people who were like really real metal fans. Absolutely amazing. And on this tour, we are we are going to some exotic places from my point of view at least for, for example we're going at the end of the tour we're going to india and nepal <laughs> with with vader and and idz so I'm, I'm really i'm really curious okay i'm really curious never been there also philippines and uh, indonesia you know so and japan again on this tour but japan is is uh, is a very well known uh, strong metal market and uh, and we have been there, by the way, before. But uh, yeah, but Australia is our first time, and I'm 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 really curious, and I can't wait, man. Well, we we embrace you down here. Don't you worry about that. You will be so well received. I hope it shocks you, you know, from the fans' perspective, because uh, you do have fans down here that you've mentioned. But you are. I've seen the live videos. Of course, I haven't seen you yet, so this will be my first time as well. And I've seen the live videos, man, and. Just intense, and as I said up top, brother, relentless. Can't wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much. I hope that everybody will like it, and uh, I'm pretty sure we'll, we'll be having a great time because we also have some days off in Australia, as far as I know. So I might have an occasion to, to do some proper sightseeing, you know, or, yeah. Yeah. Um, just going around. I'm in I'm in Brisbane, and um, there's uh, Brisbane's like subtropical, if you like. So it's about as far away from Warsaw or Gdansk as you can get. But at least at least oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but at least it, it might be winter. But I think our winters are still hotter than your summers. So um, you still will be able to go. Hopefully, hard, is, you're coming out with Hardline Media, I think, aren't you? Is that the promoter that's bringing you out, or somebody else? I, I don't know, uh, to be honest with you, okay? Because what we uh, we work only with the with the agency mm -hmm. that organizes the whole the whole tour, the whole package, gotcha. okay? So yeah. I don't I don't really know the, the territorial the, the managers, lo the local yeah. promoters that much. Yeah, well, hopefully they take you to Lone yeah. Pine Sanctuary okay. so that you can see the koalas and the goannas and all of the local flora and fauna out there. But Brisbane's a great city for you guys to hang around in and have a beverage, you know, have a beer and just soak up the atmosphere of being in somewhere that's a bit different from where you're from. But uh, there are there are a lot of Polish people in Australia, so you might be surprised at how many people can speak Polish through their parents or whatever. <laughs> wow um that's that's cool that's cool really, really looking forward to it yeah cool mate mm -hmm. all right well this has been a, a wonderful chat mate great to finally talk to you i've uh, long admired your uh, steadfast uh, devotion to extreme metal and what it is that you do and it's going to be great to catch up with you guys and uh, see what you guys do with vader so thanks very much for coming down Thanks for having me, man. It's a pleasure. It's a, it's an honor, and um, and uh, as I say, we can't wait to uh, we can't wait to meet uh, these um, Australian audiences. I've been yes, I've been having a lot of messages from Australia, New Zealand as well. You know, for for over the years, and finally we have this great occasion to to be there. And uh, yeah. So it's, uh, it's a great thing for us as well. Yeah. So can't come wait. out and mingle after the, after you play. Come out and mingle when Vader's playing or whatever. You'll see how many people want to talk to you. Tons of people will, mate. You know, it happens quite a bit. And uh, Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. man. No worries, brother. I, I will do. I will do. <laughs> no worries. Well, thanks very much for the chat. I really appreciate All it. All right. Thank you very much, my friend. Uh, have, a, have a good day. You too, mate. And see you there. For sure. Catch you then. See ya. Adam Buzko from the group Hate from Poland, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks so much for listening to that one there. I enjoyed that conversation a lot. Wish the guys well on their Australian tour and beyond. Now, if you enjoyed that one, there are many more just like it over at scarsandguitars.com. And if you like listening, maybe you like reading, 
because I've written a book, Scars and Guitars Volume 1, Conversations from the World of Heavy Metal and Beyond. So many of the conversations that have taken place over the five or six years or so that I've been doing the podcast for, there's entries, different entries under different bands, say Morbid Angel, you'll hear everybody from Bill Hudson, who plays with David Vincent, who's in there too, in I Am Morbid. You'll hear from Trey's mum, Trey Exacto's mother as well. So many others elsewhere, Bolt Thrower, Carcass, Napalm Death, yep. If you're an extreme metal aficionado, I think you'll like the book. There's some more information about, about the book coming up, but before we get to that, I'm going to bid you a fond farewell. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and I'm the host of the Scars and Guitars podcast. Until next time, it is a very goodbye for now. This is Eric Rutan of Cannibal Corpse. You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast with Andrew McKay-Smith. I've been the host of the Scars and Guitars podcast since 2017. The first musician I interviewed for the show was David Vincent from Morbid Angel, and things have just snowballed from there. In all, I've posted almost 650 podcast episodes featuring conversations with many of the leading lights of rock, heavy metal, and beyond. It just got to a point where I thought, I need to write a book about all this, so that's exactly what I did. In Scars and Guitars Volume 1, you'll read a heap of deep reveals and commentary, such as Des Fafara talking about Cold Chamber and why the band will never return. You know, if you're a, a band just starting out, you need to hear me. Do not start a band with partners. Ever. Yeah, wise words there. Sage advice, mate, for anybody. Don't ever, because I, I can't go do Cold Chamber right now unless I get others involved. Phil Anselmo talks about the episode in his career, which gives him the greatest sense of accomplishment. I think the staying power of the, the fans and the staying power of the I, of the songs, you know, whether it's Pantera, Down, or Superjoint, the fans remember the songs. Alex Skolnick from Testament confirms it, yes. Playing the guitar in Ozzy's band is anything but an ordinary gig. Will Silent Oz from Demu Borgir write a book? Pa from Sabaton gives advice to people who want to start a band. Look at the team around you, look at the bandmates. If, uh, if the guys want to be on the stage, then it's all cool. If the guys want to be backstage, then it's not going to be cool. Current and former members of Cradle of Filth discuss the band's seminal 90s material. Read about the reaction to George Lynch and Mark from Suicide Silence's comments when they throw shade at then-President Donald Trump. We have this idiotic monster, you know, this egotistical, self-aggrandizing, complete piece of shit in there. I, 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 just, I just can't understand how we've gotten to this place. And yeah, we kicked a hornet's nest with Sepultura. Percussive overlord Gene Hoagland talks about recording with Chuck Schuldiner. Chuck was always, um, you know, he was, he was very, you know, very open-minded, and and he was into having his his musicians that were playing with him just reach out for for the best stuff that they had. Phil Campbell from Motorhead discusses what it takes to get sober. John Five answers his critics who dismiss his tenure with Marilyn Manson. You know, my name is John Five, and Manson gave me that name, and um, I had some of the best years of my life in that band and, and learned a lot. And we get the lowdown on Trey Zagtoth from those who would know, including his mother. All across Scars and Guitars Volume 1, there are moments of tension, relief, tragedy, exhilaration, and throughout it all, you'll obtain insight that I believe no one else has managed to obtain from many of your favourite artists. So treat yourself. Scars and Guitars Volume 1 is currently available as an ebook with a print edition on the horizon. Follow the links attached and download a sample. I'm sure you'll be compelled to read the whole book.